Section 26 of Rome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Rome by Emil Zola, translated by Ernest Vizitelli. Chapter 13, Part 2. Tall as he was, he seemed of yet loftier stature, whilst with hand upraised he took that oath to leave his enemies to the justice of God alone. For he did not refer merely to Santo Bono, but to Cardinal Sanguinetti, whose evil influence he had divined. And amidst all the heroism of his pride, he was rent by tragic dolor at the thought of the dark battle which was waged around the tiara, all the evil hatred and voracious appetite which stirred in the depths of the gloom then as pierre and don vigilio bowed to him as a sign that they would preserve silence he almost choked with invincible emotion a sob of loving grief which he strove to keep down rising to his throat whilst he stammered ah oh, my poor child my poor child the only scion of our race the only love and hope of my heart ah to die to die like this but benedetta again all violence sprang up die who dario I won't have it we'll nurse him we'll go back to him we will take him in our arms and save him come uncle come at once i won't i won't i won't have him die she was going towards the door and nothing would have prevented her from re-entering the bedroom when as it happened victorine appeared with a wild look on her face for despite her wonted serenity all her courage was now exhausted the doctor begs madame and his eminence to come at once at once said she stupefied by all these things pierre did not follow the others but lingered for a moment in the sunlit dining-room with don vigilio what poison poison as in the time of the borgias elegantly hidden away served up with luscious fruit by a crafty traitor whom one dared not even denounce and he recalled the conversation on his way back from frascati and his parisian scepticism with respect to those legendary drugs which to his mind had no place save in the fifth acts of melodramas yet those abominable stories were true those tales of poisoned knives and flowers of prelates and even dilatory popes being suppressed by a drop or a grain of something administered to them in their morning chocolate that passionate tragical santo bono was really a poisoner pierre could no longer doubt it for a lurid light now illumined the whole of the previous day there were the words of ambition and menace which had been spoken by cardinal sanguinetti the eagerness to act in presence of the probable death of the reigning pope the suggestion of a crime for the sake of the church's salvation then that priest with his little basket of figs encountered on the road then that basket carried for hours so carefully so devoutly on the priest's knees that basket which now haunted pierre like a nightmare and whose colour and odour and shape he would ever recall with a shudder ay poison poison there was truth in it it existed and still circulated in the depths of the black world amidst all the ravenous rival longings for conquest and sovereignty and all at once the figure of prada likewise arose in pierre's mind a little while previously when benedetta had so violently accused the count he pierre had stepped forward to defend him and cry aloud what he knew whence the poison had come and what hand had offered it but a sudden thought had made him shiver though prada had not devised the crime he had allowed it to be perpetrated another memory darted keen like steel through the young priest's mind that of the little black hen lying lifeless beside the shed amidst the dismal surroundings of the osteria with a tiny streamlet of violet blood trickling from her beak 
and here again tata the parrot lay still soft and warm at the foot of her stand with her beak stained by oozing blood why had prada told that lie about a battle between two fowls all the dim intricacy of passion and contention bewildered pierre he could not thread his way through it nor was he better able to follow the frightful combat which must have been waged in that man's mind during the night of the ball at the same time he could not again picture him by his side during their nocturnal walk towards the bocanera mansion without shuddering dimly divining what a frightful decision had been taken before that mansion's door moreover whatever the obscurities whether prada had expected that the cardinal alone would be killed or had hoped that some chance stroke of fate might avenge him on others the terrible fact remained he had known he had been able to stay destiny on the march but had allowed it to go onward and blindly accomplish its work of death turning his head pierre perceived don vigilio still seated on the corner chair whence he had not stirred and looking so pale and haggard that perhaps he also had swallowed some of the poison do you feel unwell the young priest asked at first the secretary could not reply for terror had gripped him at the throat then in a low voice he said no no i didn't eat any ah heaven when i think that i so much wanted to taste them and that merely deference kept me back on seeing that his eminence did not take any don vigilio's whole body shivered at the thought that his humility alone had saved him and on his face and his hands there remained the icy chill of death which had fallen so near and grazed him as it passed then twice he heaved a sigh and with a gesture of affright sought to brush the horrid thing away while murmuring ah paparelli paparelli pierre deeply stirred and knowing what he thought of the train-bearer tried to extract some information from him what do you mean he asked do you accuse him too do you think they urged him on and that it was they at bottom the word jesuits was not even spoken but a big black shadow passed athwart the gay sunlight of the dining-room and for a moment seemed to fill it with darkness they ah yes exclaimed don vigilio they are everywhere it is always they as soon as one weeps as soon as one dies they are mixed up in it and this was intended for me too i am quite surprised that i haven't been carried off then again he raised a dull moan of fear hatred and anger ah paparelli paparelli and he refused to reply any further but darted scared glances at the walls as if from one or another of them he expected to see the train-bearer emerge with his wrinkled flabby face like that of an old maid his furtive mouse-like trot and his mysterious invading hands which had gone expressly to bring the forgotten figs from the pantry and deposit them on the table at last the two priests decided to return to the bedroom where perhaps they might be required and pierre on entering was overcome by the heart-rending scene which the chamber now presented dr giordano suspecting poison had for half an hour been trying the usual remedies an emetic and then magnesia just then too he had made victorine whip some whites of eggs in water but the disorder was progressing with such lightning-like rapidity that all succour was becoming futile undressed and lying on his back his bust propped up by pillows and his arms lying outstretched over the sheets dario looked quite frightful in the sort of painful intoxication which characterized that redoubtable and mysterious disorder to which already monsignor gallo and others had succumbed the young man seemed to be stricken with a sort of dizzy stupor his eyes receded farther and farther into the depths of their dark sockets whilst his whole face became withered aged as it were and covered with an earthy pallor 
a moment previously he had closed his eyes and the only sign that he still lived was the heaving of his chest induced by painful respiration and leaning over his poor dying face stood benedetta sharing his sufferings and mastered by such impotent grief that she also was unrecognizable so white so distracted by anguish that it seemed as if death were gradually taking her at the same time as it was taking him in the recess by the window whither cardinal bocanera had led dr giordano a few words were exchanged in low tones he is lost is he not the doctor made the despairing gesture of one who is vanquished alas yes i must warn your eminence that in an hour all will be over a short interval of silence followed and the same malady as gallo is it not asked the cardinal and as the doctor trembling and averting his eyes did not answer he added at all events of an infectious fever giordano well understood what the cardinal thus asked of him silence the crime forever hidden away for sake of the good renown of his mother the church and there could be no loftier no more tragical grandeur than that of this old man of seventy still so erect and sovereign who would neither suffer a slur to be cast upon his spiritual family nor consent to his human family being dragged into the inevitable mire of a sensational murder trial no no there must be none of that there must be silence the eternal silence in which all becomes forgotten at last the doctor bowed with his gentle air of discretion evidently of an infectious fever as your eminence so well says he replied two big tears then again appeared in bocanera's eyes now that he had screened the deity from attack in the person of the church his heart as a man again bled he begged the doctor to make a supreme effort to attempt the impossible but pointing to the dying man with trembling hands giordano shook his head for his own father his own mother he could have done nothing death was there so why weary why torture a dying man whose sufferings he would only have increased and then as the cardinal finding the end so near at hand thought of his sister seraphina and lamented that she would not be able to kiss her nephew for the last time if she lingered at the vatican the doctor offered to fetch her in his carriage which was waiting below it would not take him more than twenty minutes said he and he would be back in time for the end should he then be needed left to himself in the window recess the cardinal remained there motionless for another moment with eyes blurred by tears he gazed towards heaven and his quivering arms were suddenly raised in a gesture of ardent entreaty o oh god since the science of man was so limited and vain since that doctor had gone off happy to escape the embarrassment of his impotence o oh god why not a miracle which should proclaim the splendour of thy almighty power a miracle a miracle that was what the cardinal asked from the depths of his believing soul with the insistence the imperious entreaty of a prince of the earth who deemed that he had rendered considerable services to heaven by dedicating his whole life to the church and he asked for that miracle in order that his race might be perpetuated in order that its last male scion might not thus miserably perish but be able to marry that fondly loved cousin who now stood there all woe and tears a miracle a miracle for the sake of those two dear children a miracle which would endow the family with fresh life a miracle which would eternize the glorious name of bocanera by enabling an innumerable posterity of valiant ones and faithful ones to spring from that young couple when the cardinal returned to the centre of the room he seemed transfigured faith had dried his eyes his soul had become strong and submissive 
exempt from all human weakness he had placed himself in the hands of god and had resolved that he himself would administer extreme unction to dario with a gesture he summoned don vigilio and led him into the little room which served as a chapel and the key of which he always carried a cupboard had been contrived behind the altar of painted wood and the cardinal went to it to take both stole and surplice the coffer containing the holy oils was likewise there a very ancient silver coffer bearing the bocanera arms and on don vigilio following the cardinal back into the bedroom they in turn pronounced the latin words pax huic domui et omnibus habitantibus in ea death was coming so fast and threatening that all the usual preparations were perforce dispensed with neither the two lighted tapers nor the little table covered with white cloth had been provided and in the same way don vigilio the assistant having failed to bring the holy water basin and sprinkler the cardinal as officiating priest could merely make the gesture of blessing the room and the dying man whilst pronouncing the words of the ritual asperges me domine hisopo et mundabor lavabis me et supernivem de albabor benedetta on seeing the cardinal appear carrying the holy oils had with a long quiver fallen on her knees at the foot of the bed whilst somewhat farther away pierre and victorine likewise knelt overcome by the dolorous grandeur of the scene and the dilated eyes of the contesina whose face was pale as snow never quitted her dario whom she no longer recognized so earthy was his face its skin tanned and wrinkled like that of an old man and it was not for their marriage which he so much desired that their uncle the all-powerful prince of the church was bringing the sacrament but for the supreme rupture the end of all pride death which finishes off the haughtiest races and sweeps them away even as the wind sweeps the dust of the roads it was needful that there should be no delay so the cardinal promptly repeated the credo in an undertone credo in unum deum amen responded don vigilio who after the prayers of the ritual stammered the litanies in order that heaven might take pity on the wretched man who was about to appear before god if god by a prodigy did not spare him then without taking time to wash his fingers the cardinal opened the case containing the holy oils and limiting himself to one anointment as is permissible in pressing cases he deposited a single drop of the oil on dario's parched mouth which was already withered by death and in doing so he repeated the words of the formula his heart all aglow with faith as he asked that the divine mercy might efface each and every sin that the young man had committed by either of his five senses those five portals by which everlasting temptation assails the soul and the cardinal's fervour was also instinct with the hope that if god had smitten the poor sufferer for his offences perhaps he would make his indulgence entire and even restore him to life as soon as he should have forgiven his sins life o oh lord life in order that the ancient line of the bocaneras might yet multiply and continue to serve thee in battle and at the altar until the end of time for a moment the cardinal remained with quivering hands gazing at the mute face the closed eyes of the dying man and waiting for the miracle but no sign appeared not the faintest glimmer brightened that haggard countenance nor did a sigh of relief come from the withered lips as don vigilio wiped them with a little cotton wool and the last prayer was said and whilst the frightful silence fell once more the cardinal followed by his assistant returned to the chapel there they both knelt the cardinal plunging into ardent prayer upon the bare tiles 
with his eyes raised to the brass crucifix upon the altar he saw nothing heard nothing but gave himself wholly to his entreaties supplicating god to take him in place of his nephew if a sacrifice were necessary and yet clinging to the hope that so long as dario retained a breath of life and he himself thus remained on his knees addressing the deity he might succeed in pacifying the wrath of heaven he was both so humble and so great would not accord surely be established between god and a bocanera the old palace might have fallen to the ground he himself would not even have felt the toppling of its beams in the bedroom however nothing had yet stirred beneath the weight of the tragic majesty which the ceremony had left there it was only now that dario raised his eyelids and when on looking at his hands he saw them so aged and wasted the depths of his eyes kindled with an expression of immense regretfulness that life should be departing doubtless it was at this moment of lucidity amidst the kind of intoxication with which the poison overwhelmed him that he for the first time realized his perilous condition ah to die amidst such pain such physical degradation what a revolting horror for that frivolous and egotistical man that lover of beauty joy and light who knew not how to suffer in him ferocious fate chastised racial degeneracy with too heavy a hand he became horrified with himself seized with childish despair and terror which lent him strength enough to sit up and gaze wildly about the room in order to see if every one had not abandoned him and when his eyes lighted on benedetta still kneeling at the foot of the bed a supreme impulse carried him towards her he stretched forth both arms as passionately as his strength allowed and stammered her name o oh, benedetta benedetta she motionless in the stupor of her anxiety had not taken her eyes from his face the horrible disorder which was carrying off her lover seemed also to possess and annihilate her more and more even as he himself grew weaker and weaker her features were assuming an immaterial whiteness and through the void of her clear eyeballs one began to espy her soul however when she perceived him thus resuscitating and calling her with arms outstretched she in her turn arose and standing beside the bed made answer i am coming my dario here i am and then pierre and victorine still on their knees beheld a sublime deed of such extraordinary grandeur that they remained rooted to the floor spellbound as in the presence of some supraterrestrial spectacle in which human beings may not intervene benedetta herself spoke and acted like one freed from all social and conventional ties already beyond life only seeing and addressing beings and things from a great distance from the depths of the unknown in which she was about to disappear ah my dario so an attempt has been made to part us it was in order that i might never belong to you that we might never be happy that your death was resolved upon and it was known that with your life my own must cease and it is that man who is killing you yes he is your murderer even if the actual blow has been dealt by another he is the first cause he who stole me from you when i was about to become yours he who ravaged our lives and who breathed around us the hateful poison which is killing us ah how i hate him how i hate him how i should like to crush him with my hate before i die with you she did not raise her voice but spoke those terrible words in a deep murmur simply and passionately prada was not even named and she scarcely turned towards pierre who knelt paralyzed behind her to add with a commanding air you who will see his father i charge you to tell him that i cursed his son that kind-hearted hero loved me well i love him even now and the words you will carry to him from me will rend his heart but i desire that he should know he must know for the sake of truth and justice 
distracted by terror sobbing amidst a last convulsion dario again stretched forth his arms feeling that she was no longer looking at him that her clear eyes were no longer fixed upon his own benedetta benedetta i am coming i am coming my dario i am here she responded drawing yet nearer to the bedside and almost touching him ah she went on that vow which i made to the madonna to belong to none not even you until god should allow it by the blessing of one of his priests ah i set a noble a divine pride in remaining immaculate for him who should be the one master of my soul and body and that chastity which i was so proud of i defended it against the other as one defends oneself against a wolf and i defended it against you with tears for fear of sacrilege and if you only knew what terrible struggles i was forced to wage with myself for i loved you and longed to be yours like a woman who accepts the whole of love the love that makes wife and mother ah my vow to the madonna with what difficulty did i keep it when the old blood of our race arose in me like a tempest and now what a disaster she drew yet nearer and her low voice became more ardent you remember that evening when you came back with a knife thrust in your shoulder i thought you dead and cried aloud with rage at the idea of losing you like that i insulted the madonna and regretted that i had not damned myself with you that we might die together so tightly clasped that we must needs be buried together also and to think that such a terrible warning was of no avail i was blind and foolish and now you are again stricken again being taken from my love ah my wretched pride my idiotic dream that which now rang out in her stifled voice was the anger of the practical woman that she had ever been all superstition notwithstanding could the madonna who was so maternal desire the woe of lovers no assuredly not nor did the angels make the mere absence of a priest a cause for weeping over the transports of true and mutual love was not such love holy in itself and did not the angels rather smile upon it and burst into gladsome song and ah oh, how one cheated oneself by not loving to heart's content under the sun when the blood of life coursed through one's veins benedetta benedetta repeated the dying man full of childlike terror at thus going off all alone into the depths of the black and everlasting night here i am my dario i am coming then as she fancied that the servant albeit motionless had stirred as if to rise and interfere she added leave me leave me victorine nothing in the world can henceforth prevent it a moment ago when i was on my knees something roused me and urged me on i know whither i am going and besides did i not swear on the night of the knife thrust did i not promise to belong to him alone even in the earth if it were necessary i must embrace him and he will carry me away we shall be dead and we shall be wedded in spite of all and forever and forever she stepped back to the dying man and touched him here i am my dario here i am then came the apogee amidst growing exultation buoyed up by a blaze of love careless of glances candid like a lily she divested herself of her garments and stood forth so white that neither marble statue nor dove nor snow itself was ever whiter here i am my dario here i am recoiling almost to the ground as at the sight of an apparition the glorious flash of a holy vision pierre and victorine gazed at her with dazzled eyes the servant had not stirred to prevent this extraordinary action seized as she was with that shrinking reverential terror which comes upon one in presence of the wild mad deeds of faith and passion and the priest whose limbs were paralyzed felt that something so sublime was passing that he could only quiver in distraction 
and no thought of impurity came to him on beholding that lily's snowy whiteness all candour and all nobility as she was that virgin shocked him no more than some sculptured masterpiece of genius here i am my dario here i am she had lain herself down beside the spouse whom she had chosen she had clasped the dying man whose arms only had enough strength left to fold themselves around her death was stealing him from her but she would go with him and again she murmured my dario here i am and at that moment against the wall at the head of the bed pierre perceived the escutcheon of the bocaneras embroidered in gold and coloured silks on a groundwork of violet velvet there was the winged dragon belching flames there was the fierce and glowing motto bocanera alma rosa black mouth red soul the mouth darkened by a roar the soul flaming like a brazier of faith and love and behold all that old race of passion and violence with its tragic legends had reappeared its blood bubbling up afresh to urge that last and adorable daughter of the line to those terrifying and prodigious nuptials in death and to pierre that escutcheon recalled another memory that of the portrait of cassia bocconera the amorosa and avengeress who had flung herself into the tiber with her brother ercole and the corpse of her lover flavio was there not here even with benedetta the same despairing clasp seeking to vanquish death the same savagery in hurling oneself into the abyss with the corpse of the one's only love benedetta and cassia were as sisters cassia who lived anew in the old painting in the salon overhead benedetta who was here dying of her lover's death as though she were but the other's spirit both had the same delicate childish features the same mouth of passion the same large dreamy eyes set in the same round practical and stubborn head my dario here i am for a second which seemed an eternity they clasped one another she neither repelled nor terrified by the disorder which made him so unrecognizable but displaying a delirious passion a holy frenzy as if to pass beyond life to penetrate with him into the black unknown and beneath the shock of the felicity at last offered to him he expired with his arms yet convulsively wound around her as though indeed to carry her off then whether from grief or from bliss amidst that embrace of death there came such a rush of blood to her heart that the organ burst she died on her lover's neck both tightly and forever clasped in one another's arms there was a faint sigh victorine understood and drew near while pierre also erect remained quivering with the tearful admiration of one who has beheld the sublime look look whispered the servant she no longer moves she no longer breathes ah oh, my poor child my poor child she is dead then the priest murmured oh god how beautiful they are it was true never had loftier and more resplendent beauty appeared on the faces of the dead dario's countenance so lately aged and earthen had assumed the pallor and nobility of marble its features lengthened and simplified as by a transport of ineffable joy benedetta remained very grave her lips curved by ardent determination whilst her whole face was expressive of dolorous yet infinite beatitude in a setting of infinite whiteness their hair mingled and their eyes which had remained open continued gazing as into one another's souls with eternal caressing sweetness they were forever linked soaring into immortality amidst the enchantment of their union vanquishers of death radiant with the rapturous beauty of love the conqueror the immortal but victorine's sobs at last burst forth 
mingled with such lamentations that great confusion followed pierre now quite beside himself in some measure failed to understand how it was that the room suddenly became invaded by terrified people the cardinal and don vigilio however must have hastened in from the chapel and at the same moment no doubt dr giordano must have returned with donna serafina for both were now there she stupefied by the blows which had thus fallen on the house in her absence whilst he the doctor displayed the perturbation and astonishment which comes upon the oldest practitioners when facts seem to give the lie to their experience however he sought an explanation of benedetta's death and hesitatingly ascribed it to aneurysm or possibly embolism thereupon victorine like a servant whose grief makes her the equal of her employers boldly interrupted him ah sir said she they loved each other too fondly did not that suffice for them to die together meantime donna serafina after kissing the poor children on the brow desired to close their eyes but she could not succeed in doing so for the lids lifted directly she removed her finger and once more the eyes began to smile at one another to exchange in all fixity their loving and eternal glance and then as she spoke of parting the bodies victorine again protested oh madame oh madame she said you would have to break their arms cannot you see that their fingers are almost dug into one another's shoulders no they can never be parted thereupon cardinal boccanera intervened god had not granted the miracle and he his minister was livid tearless and full of icy despair but he waved his arm with a sovereign gesture of absolution and sanctification as if prince of the church that he was disposing of the will of heaven he consented that the lovers should appear in that embrace before the supreme tribunal in presence of such wondrous love indeed profoundly stirred by the sufferings of their lives and the beauty of their death he showed a broad and lofty contempt for mundane proprieties leave them leave me my sister said he do not disturb their slumber let their eyes remain open since they desire to gaze on one another till the end of time without ever wearying and let them sleep in one another's arms since in their lives they did not sin and only locked themselves in that embrace in order that they might be laid together in the ground and then again becoming a roman prince whose proud blood was yet hot with old-time deeds of battle and passion he added two bocconeras may well sleep like that all rome will admire them and weep for them leave them leave them together my sister god knows them and awaits them all knelt and the cardinal himself repeated the prayers for the dead night was coming increasing gloom stole into the chamber where two burning tapers soon shone out like stars and then without knowing how pierre again found himself in the little deserted garden on the bank of the tiber suffocating with fatigue and grief he must have come thither for fresh air darkness shrouded the charming nook where the streamlet of water falling from the tragic mask into the ancient sarcophagus ever sang its shrill and flute-like note and the laurel bush which shaded it and the bitter box plants and the orange trees skirting the paths now formed but vague masses under the blue-black sky ah how gay and sweet had that melancholy garden been in the morning and what a desolate echo it retained of benedetta's winsome laughter all that fine delight in coming happiness which now lay prone upstairs steeped in the nothingness of things and beings so dolorous was the pang which came to pierre's heart that he burst into sobs seated on the same broken column where she had sat and encompassed by the same atmosphere that she had breathed in which still lingered the perfume of her presence but all at once a distant clock struck six and the young priest started on remembering that he was to be received by the pope that very evening at nine yet three more hours 
he had not thought of that interview during the terrifying catastrophe and it seemed to him now as if months and months had gone by as if the appointment was some very old one which a man is only able to keep after years of absence when he has grown aged and had his heart and brain modified by innumerable experiences however he made an effort and rose to his feet in three hours time he would go to the vatican and at last he would see the pope End of section 26